Welcome to the Alberta Health Services COVID-19 podcast. In this episode, Sean Chilton, Vice President, Health Professions and Practice and Information Technology, talks about the role nurses are playing during the COVID-19 pandemic and how the profession has grown into what supports us today. Thanks for joining us, Sean. For those of us who don't know you, can you please tell us a little bit about your career path? Yeah, so uh, originally trained in the United Kingdom and um, worked in intensive care uh, back in the UK. And I relocated to Canada for one year in 1990. And uh, 30 years on, um, I'm still here um, and had a variety of roles from working in the front line as an emergency nurse, an ICU nurse. Um, I worked in clinical informatics for a while, and then a variety of leadership roles, uh, both at the former region level. Um, prior to AHS being, uh, coming along, I was the uh, VP for medicine and legal services. I was a non-physician in a VP medicine role, which was kind of a great opportunity within my career. And then AHS came along, um, I was a VP for patient safety, and I had a variety of different roles, um, everything from um, working in regional hospitals to being responsible for the regional hospitals. I was a chief zone officer before taking on this new role. What first attracted you to the field of nursing? I may not have the typical answer. Uh, I didn't grow up uh, thinking that I was going to be a nurse and that this was the career for me. In fact, uh, when I was younger, I wanted to be a RAF pilot um, in the forces um, or a sound engineer working in recording studios uh, doing music, which was what I really loved. And nursing never really crossed my mind. And then as a teenager, um, my mom uh, was a nurse. Uh, she'd been a nurse. She had five children and she, she nursed all the way through uh, having those five children. How she did it completely amazes me. And uh, she worked most of her career um, in care of the elderly and district nursing, which is similar to home care nursing. And uh, in the days she worked in care of the elderly, uh, they used to be able to take their kids uh, to actually to work with them. Um, and so often on special occasions, Christmas, Easter, um, and other special events, uh, we would actually go into the hospital with my mom. We'd play on the wards, we'd meet with the patients, and we'd walk around. Certainly nothing that would happen uh, in today's day and age. And so um, it was kind of fascinating for me that I uh, um, hadn't thought about nursing. In fact, when I finished school, I went into management for a retail uh, company, actually in wines and, and spirits, um, which uh, paid really good money, but it really didn't challenge me. And uh, while I was doing all that, I'd spent a little bit of time uh, working with uh, handicapped uh, children um, and uh, actually took handicapped children on a trip um, on two separate occasions, two years in a row, actually to the south of France. And uh, I remember after the last trip coming home and saying to my mum, you know what, I think I'd really like to be a nurse. And uh, I found it really rewarding. I found the work extra special. And uh, my mum was thrilled to bits, um, obviously. Um, clearly, um, I hadn't realized, but my family, um, I have two sisters that are nurses. I have uh, two cousins uh, that are nurses. So it really is in the family. So the fact that I hadn't thought about it before was actually quite surprising. As we watch how our frontline workers have responded to the COVID-19 pandemic, can you talk about how the nursing profession has changed over the years? As I said, I trained in the UK, um, and as I trained in the UK, I was actually a member of staff. I was uh, paid, um, I got a wage, um, I worked on the unit, and I actually had a rotation um, on, on that unit. Um, and uh, I worked on old Nightingale wards, and for those that don't know, a Nightingale ward would literally be 40 patients. Um, there'd be 20 patients on one side, 20 patients on the other. 
Uh, they looked across at each other um, in the unit um, and there wasn't a lot of physical space, maybe enough space for a bedside cabinet. Um, and that was all that separated uh, the patients. We might have had one to three uh, isolation rooms and those were usually kept uh, for the care of the dying or those that were expected to die. And occasionally for the meningitis patient or the infectious patient that we, uh, that we were aware of. In fact, when I was working on those units, patients were allowed to smoke in bed. And uh, they were allowed to smoke as long as they weren't on oxygen. And that was something that they drilled into us at nursing school. Don't let the patient smoke while they're on oxygen. And um, we actually um, used to serve the physicians, the senior consultants that would come around once a day. We used to serve them tea in china cups before they did their rounds and after they did their rounds. And that was the role of the nurse. Um, and we followed them around and we did as they asked us to and uh, did as they told us uh, to. Even the physicians would smoke in the unit office prior to them going out on the rounds. We had to remove all the, patient, all the patient's family members off the units. Uh, there was no one allowed to be on the unit and everything had to be quiet as quiet can be. No one was allowed to speak, no one was allowed to talk while that consultant went from bed to bed um, seeing the patient. And as you can imagine, at that time, there was no such thing as hand sanitizers. There weren't sinks between every one of those patients. There was very little privacy. And so um, the consultant went from bedside to bedside, from patient to patient. Um, uh, he certainly wasn't washing his hands between those patients. And we certainly weren't able to stop the person next door from hearing everything that was being said and that was every, everything that was going on. Um, in fact, uh, the nurses wore caps and uh, um, were allowed to wear caps, at least the female nurses wore caps um, as they went about their work. If I fast forward to today and our response to COVID, well, I, I don't think I need to uh, tell people what the differences are. You know, the importance of hand washing, the importance of personal protective equipment. Uh, you certainly don't see nurses wearing caps today because of the risks associated with infection control. Um, we know uh, how we, we are now asking nurses to work at the front line with patients wearing uh, masks, uh, wearing uh, gowns, wearing eye protection, wearing gloves. Uh, we reinforce the importance of ongoing and continuous hand washing. Um, and it wasn't that we weren't thinking about infection at that time, but it had a different, it had a different meaning. It was a different, it was a different perspective and we've learned so much more since those times. Um, uh, we're asking nurses now to work in hot and uncomfortable environments and it's not just about for one patient, it's actually their whole day um, is taken that way. And, and so that's a major change uh, that I see as I think about our response to the COVID pandemic. What does the work highlighted during the COVID-19 pandemic say about both the role nurses play in our healthcare system and their willingness to adapt to the fast-paced changes? Yeah, we're asking nurses to do more than ever. Uh, they are important players both locally, provincially, and globally. Um, we're a profession that prides ourselves on practice that's based on best evidence, uh, the best science. And uh, the difference in COVID is it's a really a dynamic and uh, forever evolving environment. Uh, we're learning more and more about the disease in each and every day. Um, and it's constantly changing. Uh, there's things that we don't know. And yet staff continue to come to work despite that uncertainty. Uh, they're concerned about their own well-being. They're concerned about their well-being of their families. What are they taking home to their families uh, as they present? Yet they, they come um, each and every day. Um, and it truly is a testament to their commitment, their resiliency, um, and their willingness uh, to support uh, patients and families each and every day. 
Uh, we've asked nurses to take on new roles in unfamiliar environments. We've got nurses working in HealthLink, providing telephone advice. They're working doing contact tracing in the communities. They're working in assessment centres, uh, drive-through um, assessment centres. I mean, who'd have ever thought that nursing would have been like McDonald's um, and you'd receive your care in a drive-through environment? Um, they're supporting patients in facilities, whether that be long-term care, ICU and emergencies. And, and they really are the link between the patient, the family and the healthcare system. They're the reassuring voice, they're the provider of information, they're the listener, they're the wayfinder, they're the care coordinator. Nurses are often the leaders uh, and the researchers that are leading uh, the emerging evidence uh, around the COVID pandemic. And they're required to use their skills of assessment, planning, implementation and evaluation each and every day and no matter where they fit within the healthcare system, whether that be as a frontline worker um, or as an administrator or a leader within uh, large organisations. And you know, nurses throughout time um, have been one of the major contributors to the provision of care. And whether it be uh, yellow fever or influenza um, in the days of past pandemics, um, or even like Florence Nightingale herself, who uh, working on the front lines during the Crimean War, uh, uh, Nightingale used data and information to show that the primary cause of death for soldiers was actually infection um, as a result of their injuries. And, and she actually led an international movement on the importance of public health, which has become uh, fundamental and foundational uh, to all the work that we do today. And, and while nursing has changed, uh, the fundamentals have not, and nurses continue to play a critical role, as, a, as is evidenced in our COVID-19 response. Now, nursing is often used as a catch-all term. How diverse is nursing as a profession today? The term nursing is definitely a catch-all. Uh, we have registered nurses, psychiatric nurses, licensed practical nurses, healthcare aides, uh, nurse practitioners, advanced practice nurses, educators, workplace health and safety nurses, and nurses as leaders, just to name just but a few. Um, they work in all areas, whether it be from prevention and promotion, community care, acute care, seniors care in jails. Uh, they provide supports at all stages of life, from conception to death. They work in local geographies, provincially, nationally, and globally. Uh, they're working for healthcare organizations, federal agencies, government, pharmaceutical industries, educational institutions, and in research and many other organizations. It truly is um, a career that uh, opens so many doors for so many people. Um, and their circle is ever widening, and the influence that nurses play for the system overall shouldn't be underestimated. Looking back at your early days of nursing, could you have ever imagined that this profession would have grown into what we see today? When I went into nursing, um, I don't think I ever imagined that opportunities that would come my way. And uh, from a personal perspective, you know, I made the decision to come to Canada. I wanted to nurse across the world. Um, I'd originally thought I was going to go to Australia and I opened up my nursing times one day and there was a job advertising uh, work here in uh, Canada. Um, and I landed in Grand Prairie and uh, I come from big city, Manchester, um, the hustle and bustle of a big city, uh, a really big city. And to land in Grand Prairie, which at that time may have had 20, 21,000 people, was actually quite a culture shock. And, um, and yet, um, since that time and in the 30 years that I've been in Canada, I have seen a significant number of changes, both within organizations, with the care that we provide, the emergence of technology. And I've been afforded so many great opportunities uh, that I never imagined. Um, and in a wide array of different areas, um, from clinical work to informatics work that supports the clinical environment, 
uh, to working in collaborative care teams with physicians and other uh, healthcare providers, and then to providing leadership, um, you know, helping direct uh, policy decisions um, across a diverse organization. And so I, you know, when I came in, I never imagined the opportunities I'd be given. I'd say my personal career has spanned a fairly significant amount of what nursing can offer. Um, and truly, it is an opportunity um, that uh, many um, have been able to maximize and enjoy. Um, and it's a, it's a great career to have. What about the future? How do you think nursing will grow as a profession? Yeah, I think, you know, we'll be leading teams and working in many different settings. Um, we'll start to see more of that move from the traditional facility-based care uh, to supporting care in the community. Uh, the use of technology will become more prevalent um, as we see the reliance on clinical information systems, virtual healthcare delivery, precision medicine and emerging technologies um, just grow and grow in each and every day. And in fact, I actually don't think uh, we can even imagine the technologies that we might be using uh, 50 years from now. Um, the role of clinical research is it's exciting, it's continuing to grow. Um, nurses are engaged in lots of different uh, research activity and the opportunity to engage with patients in that research is uh, truly exciting and a great opportunity. Um, our population continues to get older um, and our people will require skills dedicated professionals to meet the health needs, not only of the, the elderly population, but of, of the different um, diseases that we're likely to see and the different conditions that we're likely to see. Um, nursing will have a key role in promoting health and keeping people well, um, and not just as supporting them during times of illness. Um, and, you know, while I've talked about technology, we can't forget the role that technology plays uh, plays um, not only for nursing but also for patients and families. We actually live in a, um, an environment where information is at our fingertips and so more and more often we see patients arrive in our care settings and often they have more information about their current health conditions than the clinician themselves do. And so as, um, as nurses we're going to need to think about how do we support that newly informed patient um, and how do they understand the information that's in front of them and how it impacts them. And that will become a really critical role. Um, it really is about uh, supporting that patient-centric, patient-first uh, care that we provide. We're going to see uh, and are seeing um, the evidence that supports collaborative care and team-based care, uh, where it's not just about nurses, it's about nurses and all the other allied health professionals that work alongside nurses and the importance that they have in supporting quality improvement. Um, as well as improving the outcomes for patients. And while nursing is going to change again in the next 50 years, um, I actually truly believe that the fundamentals will remain the same. And despite all those challenges um, and all those changes, it will be a great profession for anyone who wants to consider it. With a constantly evolving scope of practice, how are leaders supporting nurses and their ability to do the work they're trained to do? Yeah, I think leaders have a really important role to play in supporting the evolving scope of nurses and the future uh, changes that nurses are going to, uh, uh, to see. Um, I think we need to support and be accountable, accountable first and foremost for the provision of high quality safe patient care. We need to be able to serve as partners with other healthcare professions, with our patients, with their families, and we have to be active and contributing team members um, in that care team. Um, I think nurses are going to have to provide a vision for delivery of progressive and sustainable, efficient work environments um, where staff feel valued and supported and patient outcomes are improved. 
Uh, we're going to have to look at the research and the evidence, and we're going to have to translate that into practice, whether it be at the front line or at the system level. Um, I think leaders are going to need to create environments that allow nurses to work to that full scope, removing barriers, supporting innovation, um, and new ways of providing care, and advocating for the full scope of practice as part of a healthcare team. Uh, we need to demonstrate how that extended, expanded scope contributes to the care that we provide. And as a leader, that means we're going to need to we're going to need to communicate, we're going to need to listen, we're going to have to create supportive environments where staff feel safe to provide feedback and voice concerns and where they can highlight their fears and opportunities. And there is no question uh, that as nurse leaders we need to demonstrate um, through visibility, through our own actions, the need to support the collaboration with other healthcare professionals. We can't do this alone. This is not just about nurses. Um, we have to look at the expanded scope and how it complements and supports the de delivery of comprehensive care. So 2020 has been named Year of the Nurse and Midwife by the World Health Organization, and the WHO is encouraging healthcare organizations to support the development of nursing leaders as part of these celebrations. Can you tell us what role nurses play as leaders? Nurses take on roles as leaders at all levels of an organization, so I think first and foremost we have to acknowledge and recognize that. So leadership uh, roles can be both formal, uh, but they can also be informal. And that's whether you're providing frontline care um, or whether you're a leader within a boardroom or at an executive table. Uh, the foundations of that leadership remain the same. Um, and, and we need to recognize the importance of that leadership at all levels. So, for example, the informal leader can influence practices of a colleague on the unit um, or the nurse who works in government uh, can influence policy directions and legislation. And all ultimately they're about doing the same thing, and that's improving the care that we provide to patients um, and to the public. Um, we, uh, we need to support uh, nurses as advocates for our patients and clients and for the nursing profession, regardless of where we're at in the system. And uh, we have to provide leadership in research and the translation of that research into practice if we're going to truly make a difference. Um, we have to advocate to address workplace concerns, promote positive work environments, and support collaboration and communication. Uh, we need to um, demonstrate and show um, empathy, confidence, optimism. We need to be decisive. We need to be open and honest and inspiring to our teams. Uh, and we need to be lead by example. Um, I've already said this, but the importance of being visible um, and uh, being there for our teams is absolutely critical. And finally, what would you like to say to nurses during this unprecedented time? You know, uh, I'm proud to be a nurse. I'm proud to work alongside my nursing colleagues as well as uh, all the other professional colleagues that I have. Um, and I'm proud to do it each and every day. Um, as a nurse, um, we shouldn't lose sight of the importance of community. Um, and that's uh, nurses together, but it's nurses and other healthcare professionals together. And how we can support each other during these difficult times. Uh, during this unprecedented time, I can only say how grateful I am uh, to each and every one for their continued contributions at all levels of the organization. The resiliency, the compassion during um, the pandemic, uh, the caring approaches to support Albertans, as usual, goes above and beyond. And uh, truly, I'm grateful. And uh, I, you know, to finish, I just want to wish all nurses uh, a really great nursing week um, and uh, uh, hope that the celebration um, of the International Year of the Nurse and Midwife is uh, everything that they want it to be. Thanks, Sean. You have been listening to the Alberta Health Services COVID-19 podcast. For the latest information on COVID-19, please visit alberta.ca 
forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening.